0: Do you like having these SCS opponents maybe to break up the November schedule or, or what's your kind of feeling of they fall?
1: I don't do the scheduling so I just get the guys ready to play every week and uh, the goal is to match the expectations that our fans and our players have for, for themselves so that's what that's what I try to get done. So we, really we just uh, another week for us to practice and get ready and to try to be at our best this weekend.
0: What are your expectations for Zach in terms of his availability this weekend?
1: Yeah, if he's if he's cleared to go, then then let's go. Let's see what happens. You know, I, I think that uh, um, Baylor's done done some good things, but uh, I'll leave it up to A Rod and Grimes and those guys to figure out. Uh, you know, which gives us the best chance for for victory.
0: And would he go back to the star- starting role immediately, or or is that A Rod's decision?
1: I guess we have to kind of see how he progresses. You know, and and, and how that how everything's healing up. So uh, hard to, to gauge that right now. Probably no more. After practice and know more a little bit as we go from day to day. Um, I know that Zach made a lot of improvement from say Thursday to Saturday. So uh, we'll see how much improvement went from Saturday to today and and go from there.
2: The senior class getting ready for their final home game. a lot of them were part of the you know the group that came in before you took over as head coach. and so in some ways you had to recruit them as far as to what you wanted to do in developing the program you remember just as you went through that transition with now these guys that are, are getting ready for their last home game?
1: Yeah, I've, I mean, we've, we've been able to work a lot together in the last few years, you know, being able to establish the culture and and uh, working really hard on getting those guys' um, uh, feedback. And, and, and um, you know, I think they seen the leadership that the guys have gone through. I mean, I, I look at a guy like Diane Gonwolek, who, who wouldn't say a word when I first got here. He just, That was just his style now. He's... Uh, vocal leader for us, and, and uh, I think that happens naturally. But it's just really cool to see him find his voice and his place as a leader on the team, and you know have the guys really start to follow him. They, they were doing that uh, a year ago, you know. So guys like him and others that, that have stepped up, and the, the quiet leaders like Talent Shumway, and others that have, have done some really good things for us. It's just it's just uh, been a lot of fun. It went by really quick, and uh, I know they put a lot of hard work into establishing the team that that, that we are right now, and looking forward to, to seeing what they've done in the future, you know, the, the, their hard work and sacrifice for the, for the future of this program, so uh, this week will be focused on those the seniors and setting them out the right way and uh, having you remember your last game your senior year, I, I remember mine right. and so these guys will remember it and want to make sure they have good memories of it
0: You mentioned Diane he went back to cornerback in that second half to take mm-hmm. on uh, Gandy Golden, will that be a permanent thing you think or is he going to go back to safety moving forward?
1: Um, I don't know yet because we have to figure some things out. Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox will be playing this week. So we've got to figure out our depth chart and, and our rotation and seeing how the guys, you mentioned stuff about Zach earlier. The same goes for Chris and Troy. You know, guys that have have experience starting for us, we'll, we'll kind, of, uh, kind of look at what our depth chart will look like and, and trying to get the best 11 on the field. So that even means defensive backs. So... Uh, Dino do whatever it takes. He, you know, we moved him right in the middle of a, of, of a drive, and once we moved him over the corner, he he was ready for it. And I thought, thought he performed really well. So, uh, luckily, we have guys that can swing and, and go uh, at corner or safety. Troy's one of those guys. Bo Tanner's another. And um, you know, we have a I think we have some some flexibility there, trying to get the best best two deep, the best uh, eleven on the field.
0: You mentioned senior day, obviously, but how important? How much of an emphasis is it this week trying to get to that six-win mark and that bowl eligible mark for you guys? No, well, all the
1: all the energy is focused on getting the win for the seniors and and their last game in in, in Stadium. So we're not even worried about that other side. Just trying to go one and all this week. And when do you, it for the seniors.
0: When you were recruiting Blake Freeland, did you see him as an offensive lineman? I don't. Been, you mm. know, a lot's been made of playing quarterback and all that?
1: Saw him a lot of different things. We thought maybe D end or even tight end for his freshman year and see how he grows and how he progresses. And, and uh, we knew he was really strong. You know, when he got here, he was on a mission right after basketball ended for him in high school. He was on a mission to gain weight and get bigger and stronger. And uh, that guy, in the la- in, in the two months leading up to the seasons, and I was really impressed with how strong he got and how much size he was able to put on. And um, the guy's an animal, so I'm just really glad that that uh, he's able to produce for us and do really well as a true freshman, starting at, at at tackle, which is hard in this game, and especially considering the the move that he's made. Not still really being relatively new to the position, so uh, I think uh, you know, like I said before, Mateos and and Grimes are doing a great job getting him ready, and Blake is he comes from from uh, you know good genes, so that that should work for for
2: we saw after the game on Saturday the interaction with you and Mike. Uh, what does he mean to you, just as you know personally, as well as you know just the what he means to this team?
1: Well, oh, they're, they're all my guys, man, and, and the relationships that I still have relationships with my uh, former players that I've coached you know, to this day, and all the way back from my Eastern Arizona days. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, I want those guys to know that that that, and it's not just me, but th- I think that's what football does for you. These. Uh, these young men, it's cool to see them get older and, and um, you know, eventually settle down, find jobs and become great men in the community and great husbands and fathers. And and then I get to recruit their boys. So, you know, and so that's how it works. And, and uh, getting to that point now where I'm starting to see some of the, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting my teammates' kids, so that's making me feel old. Now the next step is to recruit my players' kids. So that's... That's what we're doing.
0: <laughs> you mentioned recruiting about a, a month or so out until early, early signing day. Do you mm-hmm. expect to sign a, a full 25-man class this year?
1: I don't know. I mean, we have a really young team still, and we return a lot of guys. So uh, that, in connection with the return missionaries that are, are coming home, um, trying to find the best time to, to slot them in, whether it's January or in May or even later on after the summer, and seeing where how they progress from coming home from their mission. So everything's so um, it's just it's, it's kind of really specific to who the, the individual is and the timing of it all. So uh, we'll see. We'll, that, and then you look at some of the, the, um, the preferred walk-ons and walk-ons on the team that have deserved scholarships. I think we uh, have to do the right thing, and that's recruit from within first and then look uh, you know, elsewhere. I think can't take those guys for granted, the guys that have put more energy and more sacrifice to being here. And so I think it's important that we recruit from the team first.
0: You mentioned that you don't deal with recruiting on a day-to-day basis, but when it comes to these FCS games, would you rather have a regional opponent like an Idaho State versus somebody from clear across the country coming in here?
1: It doesn't really matter who we play. You know, I, 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 like, I like being able to just be with the team and be on the field. And, and um, you know, whether we're on the road in, in, in the East Coast time zone We'll have fans there, and so and and being at home is important. But this week, it just um, you know we have I have connections to guys on the on a lot of coaching staffs, and uh, th- this is no different. You know, looking at, at Idaho State, they they have a couple guys on their staff that I know really well. And Lay Val is coaching there. He's a former player of mine, and and Cam Yancey's coaching there. He's a Former player of mine, and then you know you look at guys like um, Ce. Um, I think everyone calls him. David Fevia, we call him CE, so I call him by his nickname so everybody knows <coughs> how close he is to me, so that, you know, there are a bunch of good coaches there, we have former players that I've coached, Jay Irvine's a corner that I coached and helped recruit, and uh a fui is over there too, so this is a, it's cool that there's connections and that there's, a we're familiar with a lot of guys on their staff, but really when it comes down to football, we just want to play at our best and make sure that our guys are ready to roll and this the, the focus of this week is that this is the seniors' last game at home. What
0: else can you tell us about Idaho State on the field?
1: Well, you know they put up they put up a lot of yards even last week. I think the, you know they only had five points or whatever against Eastern Washington, um, but uh, they had a lot of yards still. So they averaged uh, about one hundred sixty in the run game and and two hundred forty yards in the passing game. So that that's uh, four hundred four hundred one yards of average per game, and so. Uh, last year, I, mean, I know that they were putting up a lot of points, a lot of stats, and so the, the, you know, their coaches are really uh, real experienced that they have that connection to Missoula, to Montana and things like that, so uh, I, for us, we're going to respect every opponent that we go against, but this week, we've got to be really focused on things that we need to improve on and, and make sure that we're playing at our best and doing it for the seniors.
2: What do you remember about your senior day?
1: Yeah, I remember Lavelle Stadium. That was the first game in in Edwards Stadium when it was given that name. So, yeah, that, that was really cool. It was special, a special, special moment. And I think it took a lot of people by surprise, including myself, and I was really honored that, that we were to get that win and play that game. It was a lot of fun.
0: What areas do you see Kyrus making the, the biggest improvements this year compared to previous seasons?
1: Well, I, th- I think a lot of people don't realize that Kairos is still raw. I mean, he's, he's, uh, and that's, you hear a lot of, scouts talking about that but the the ability that he has and the speed and the athleticism for a big guy um, is it's uh that that's that's unique to him you know and so and he's really strong powerful but uh, I think he's still he's still got a lot more things to, to get better at but the the hard things he, he he's pretty natural at being physical and and being able to move and run so um, yeah, I just I love seeing his progression. This is really his you know, third third year of ever playing D-line so uh, the, the really sky's the limit potential-wise. He's got a high ceiling.
0: You bring up the scouts though, I mean, do you expect this to potentially be his last home game or you know having a decision after this season?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, if, if, if so great, but right now I'm focused on the actual seniors, you know, and, and then uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, decision making process and all that with the, with the underclassmen will always be what's best for the players and and what gives them the most uh, opportunity to have success, you know, so uh, if it's going on to the league, then I'll be happy for them and, and happy for those that make that decision, but uh, that that time will come towards the end of the year.
2: What yeah. feedback do you get from scouts on him? On A lot, his? I
1: mean, get great feedback about all our players, you know, from especially starting with our seniors and uh, from all our skill guys, that are graduating our receivers and our tight ends, and and um, they, they like the guys that we have. are looking at our at our D, our DBs, you know, and so uh, around this time is where our, our our players start getting attention, and we'll start seeing. But that's part of the, that's part of uh, you know graduating and being upperclassmen is that you start thinking about what's uh, what's you know ahead of us, and for us as a team as a program right now, we're focused completely on this on the goals, which is to win this week and they go 1-0 this week and, and win for the seniors. So all that stuff is just kind of in the background, just like um, you know a lot of other things that goes on in their life right now, football is all that matters for our guys. Last couple questions. This, this
0: note here, you got, you've started 13 freshmen who tied for with Purdue, for most in the country, what do you think that says about? I'm back. I'm back.
1: Sorry. You can answer that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turn
0: that off. What do you think that says about just where your program is at right now and maybe the future?
1: Yeah, I think we we have some really good freshmen that that have stepped up and and, and earned the right to be on the field, and then um, and some others. Uh, those guys have been kind of forced to be on the field because of depth chart and injuries and things like that, but. It just shows that, that uh, our evaluation is working for these guys, and, and you know, we're seeing a lot of guys, I mean, I'll, I'll mention Peyton Wilgar is a guy that doesn't never got a lot of attention coming out of high school, and that guy's huge, you know, and got great ball skills and has great instincts. He's just one that I'm mentioning out of all the freshmen that Max Tooley was the leading, uh, he, that guy actually was recruited, you know, but there's a lot of guys that we're evaluating that are playing as freshmen and sophomores that didn't get a lot of lot of um, attention and it's the, the, the fact that uh, we're able to develop them a little bit and um, on the, in, in, the, in the weight room and on the field and, and that they're, they're just kind of you know late bloomers and so we'll keep taking those guys and I'm glad we have a coaching staff that can evaluate that because uh, as you can see recruiting is not an exact science but development usually usually works out pretty well for us.
0: What positives have you seen the four game redshirt role have on your program and this being year two of that?
1: You know, um, it's actually getting to the point where because we have such a young team and so many guys are playing, that um, we're not able to use as many of the red shirts as we, we thought we were going to be able to use. And uh, the goal is still to win the game, right? And so um, I think we get able to plug guys in certain spots, but I think you're looking at it when it gets to that four-game limit. We had to decide whether or not George Udo was going to red shirt, and we decided to play him. We had to decide what to do with Blake Freeland when we get to that four-game um Part as well, so uh, that gives us some some discussions and conversations to have. But for the most part, we just got to play the guys and find ways to win. And can't just, I mean, I think probably helps out more in special teams than anything else, and helps out with guys that get injured. But for us, it's helping out with Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner being able to come back and play this year.
0: how (coughs)
2: important. You've talked before about you know the we're talking about you know guys going on to live good lives. We talked about the prayer on Saturday. Talked about you know the emotion that you showed with the True Blue Heroes and some of those things, the perspective that you bring to the team and to the boys because football's important. But how important is it for them to see that broader perspective that you try and help help them see? Because that can be tough and you know for for college
1: kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you, it's important to have all the players and recruits and everyone that's involved understand the purpose the, the, of them being here and football is really important but it's not the only thing that they were that we're about it it's it's uh, there's a lot of things that we focus on here and that's a big part of it is service and service and charity work and um you know academics and, and seeing your potential as a human rather than just a football player and so it doesn't uh, it doesn't really uh if you look at it, it doesn't hit on all points with all recruits and that's okay you know but if, if guys are, are thinking of others and want to serve others and of, while using their platform that they have as a football player and seeing that they can make an impact in the world and BYU is a great spot for doing that and then and at the end of it you can ask all these seniors at the end of their four or five years that they have here they'll see so much growth in themselves I mean that's that's what happens when you serve you know and and yeah, we're right. going to be really big on that and and, and I think our guys uh, they capture exactly what BYU is all about and, and what our purpose is and that's I'm really helping people out and in return they get better themselves.